Welcome to Psychic Cowgirl Radio with Shannon Lackman. Practical, insightful conversations to empower and inspire you on your personal journey. From her cattle ranch in Alberta, this sassy psychic cowgirl uses her connections to universal energies to guide you to greater awareness and wisdom. Good morning. Welcome to the show today. How's your week been? Mine has been interesting, as per usual. Isn't that just the way it goes from now, forever? I don't know. (laughs) Crazy. Crazy things have happened. Lots of good things have happened. Lots of challenges. Just, you know, regular life, right? It's how it goes. So, I was um, thinking about my life this week because it's busy, of course. Everybody's is. But I like it. I really like it. As I'm, you know, stomping up to my, not even stomping, but I'm walking up to my barn to do all my horse chores and take care of everybody, it fulfills my soul. I like it, even though it's work, even though I scrape up a lot of fertilizer and I clean wheelbarrows full of stuff. It's all good. I like it. This is what I wanted my life to be like, and it is. Yet, how often do we just disregard or dismiss or minimize our life because we're stuck in that rut of, well, I could be doing more. I should be more. But if you can have a few moments and take a step back and look at your life from a different perspective, you'll be pleasantly surprised. There's so many good things. So many. Um, you know, there's, we talk about living your dream life, and I'm going to, you know, this is what my dream life would look like. What I urge you to do is to do that, yes. What, your, what does your dream life look like? And then take it apart, analyze it, if you will, to why. What sort of feelings are you wanting to create? It's like when someone's looking for a new job or they're frustrated with their job and they say to me, oh, but my friend has this job and I think if I could just work there, it would be you know, perfect and amazing and it would make everything better. And I say to them, what about their job do you like? And lots of times it's an energy thing or a feeling thing And it has less to do with the actual job is than it is their perception of what that would be like. I hope that makes sense. Because if we can break it down, because let's face it, we're emotional creatures. We feel everything, even if we don't want to. If we're feeling bored, break it down. Why are you bored? 
what exactly is boring you and how can you change it? I could easily stomp up <laughs> to my barn. I'm like, oh, I got to clean the horse stalls again. And I could be all like immersed in that energy of how much hard work it is and the wheelbarrow barely fits through the door and nobody's ever helping me and blah, 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 blah. Or I can say, hee I have this barn. I can take care of my horses. I can make sure they're they're safe and they're fed and they're watered and they're happy. And so what if I have to clean their stall? I'm making them happy. So what if I maybe clean the stalls more than I clean my house? So what? The very actions may not be glamorous or the best ever, but they're part of what makes it my dream life. Don't forget your dream life has lots of stuff you don't like. (laughs) You know, I don't like doing the dishes, cleaning the bathroom, but I do like living on a ranch. I do like that I can spend most of the days outside if I want to. There is a pile of dishes in my sink, but I tell you what, my cows are happy, my horses are doing well. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. They'll get done later today. (laughs) Monday, you know, Life just gets busy, and I spent pretty much the whole day keeping an eye on our 4-H heifer. She was stomping around a little, and heifers are so hard to judge because they'll look like they'll calf, but they'll look like that for a long time. And you're, like, anxiously awaiting because it's their first time, and so, you know, you don't know how it could go. And she was up getting a drink, and I was standing there and checking her out, and I'm like, ooh, She's so close. I wonder if I should just bring her in right now. And then I'm like, well, no, because if she's not quite ready and then I, you know, keep her confined and, well, I could. And I just, I completely second-guessed myself. Okay, not even half an hour later, there was a big kink in her tail, and I'm like, ah. So I watched her and I watched her and I watched her lay down and stand up and lay down and straining and trying, and I'm like, no, 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 no. (sighs) need to babysit her hard. I had the binoculars. I was running around in a t-shirt and my muck boots just, and they're purple, both of them, by the way. I looked awesome. And I was um, just stomping around and pacing because she's a heifer. She's a 4-H pet. I don't want anything to happen to her. And then my other favorite cow, she was like wandering around the hay pen where she's not supposed to be, and I had to go open the gate for her. And then I had to shut the gate between because we forgot, which is why she had got in there. And if you listen, you know that there, there's two diva cows in training from Annabelle, my longhorn diva. She's retired now. She's passed the torch along, and Princess and Penny have picked up that torch and enjoy it. They do make me laugh. And I look over, and there's pretty, pretty Princess going, oh, you opened the gate for her? Well, you should come open this one for me. I think I'm thirsty, too. And so there was no path. I had to, like, stomp through the snowbanks. Of course I did, right? I had to go open the gate for Princess. Then as she walks by, she gives me a look like, ooh, are you scary? Like diva. You diva brat. I wish I would have had my phone and taken a picture of the divas. But they make me laugh. They seriously make me smile because they all have these really fun personalities. 
So they were all taken care of, and so I go back up to check on Snowflake, and Penny is sitting in the middle of the trail looking at me, laying down, doesn't even, like, twitch when I walk by, just like, hey, having a rest, life is good. And so then my husband was in between jobs, and he had texted because I said, ooh, Snowflake has a kink in her tail. Um, so, like, you may have to come home. And so I watched her and watched her and watched her, and then he got home, and we went out and put a halter on her and brought her in, and yet we had to pull the calf because it was just not working out for her. She just didn't know what to do. And now she has the perfect little baby, and it's a little girl, and her name is Raindrop. (laughs) I feel like we should name her Raindrop Sugar Bear Fancy Pants, but, you know, nobody in my family, it's all boys. They don't have that same delight and funky names. Whatever. They'll get over it. I just have to um, encourage them a little more. (laughs) All fun and games. Hey, I love calving season, but I will be happy when the heifers are done. But here's the thing. I've learned a lot about myself through these processes. I don't have a problem with death because I don't believe that's the end of our soul. I totally believe in reincarnation. Of course I do because I can do medium readings and I can talk to them. And so death doesn't bother me. Suffering seeing people or animals suffer, that I struggle with. I had to calm myself down this morning because I went out to do my barn chores, and my little horse that's sick, he was sitting down, and he didn't get up. He didn't look like he was in distress. He had knocked the pail down, which is weird, but he seemed okay, but he just didn't want to get up, and I'm like, no, no, no. No, no, no. And I'm like, do I go get him up? But if there's something wrong, I can't handle it. I don't know what to do. I think I'll just leave him. Because yesterday, I went in to turn out the other one who's recovering. And he gets to be outside for a few hours. The little horse was laying down in the same position and didn't bother getting up. And I'm like, well, he's just resting. Because when I went back in the evening, he was like active and in a good mood and he did lots of exercise with him and it was really good but I immediately panicked like no 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 (sighs) had to breathe and like okay let's because fear and panic always block intuition they just do and so I'm like okay He doesn't, like, his energy is not distressed. So if he's got something wrong, there's nothing I can do about it this second. Um, I just have to give him a chance. I mean, let's be real. Everybody wanted to sleep in this morning with the time change. I phoned my mom and in the building she lives in. She gets breakfast, they or in a lodge, and she said, yeah, like half the people didn't make it for breakfast this morning because they just needed to sleep in because of a silly time change. And I'm like, okay. And all my other animals that had sheds, and they were all laying down resting because they didn't want to get up either. And it's super foggy here, like thick. 
like you can barely see, you know, 20 feet in front of you. So I'm like, okay, he just needs to sleep in. I need to just do my grounding exercises, calm down, and then go check on him after the radio show and see how he's doing. Don't panic. Calm down, Shannon. You are a peaceful freaking flower. Because here's the thing. If he is planning on checking out, there's nothing I can do about that. We have done everything we can, including a hospital stay. Like, we've done everything we can for this little horse to get better. It's kind of up to him now, right? He's eating. He's drinking, though. His food was all gone. He's like fertilizing like a champion but it kind of like pokes you in the belly about control about responsibility I learn a lot about myself I don't want to be responsible even though I've done everything I can and I can let fear block it do I think he's okay yes do I think when I go back up he'll be standing there going what's your problem And even if he's not, me thinking that he will is still healthier. Does that make sense? So there's absolute truth, but there's also perspective. And we tend to look on the more negative side of things than the positive. Even if we feel like we're the most positive person we know, We can still get caught in that trap. So when we look at our lives, we're often looking at, oh, I could have done more. Why didn't I do that? How come I didn't do that? I should have tried that. But really, when is it that you are not doing the best you can right in that moment, right? You are doing the best you can with what you know. And second-guessing and regrets, it's not healthy for anyone. And if you can take that step-back perspective and look at your life, make a list. Make a list of all the things that you're good at, things that you're doing. You know, your family's fed and watered, just like my horses. (laughs) My family does get fed in water, too, by the way. (laughs) They don't seem to appreciate me as much sometimes, but, you know, it's all good. It's um, similar to the practice of, you know, when you realize someone doesn't like you and you obsess about it. Yet, if you took a piece of paper and wrote down all the people that do like you versus all the people that don't, it's no contest. There's so many more that do like you. But we can get caught up in that energy. Why don't they like me? What have I ever done? Like, really? It's not healthy. It doesn't serve us. I mean, it's definitely good to know who doesn't like you so you can minimize your interactions, for sure. Or, you know, so you don't waste your energy, you know, going above and beyond, hoping that they will like you. It could have nothing to do with you personally. It's just their perspective of you, right? 
same with our lives. Other people will look at our life and have a different perspective and see only the positives. Yet we can't do that for ourselves. But we would never treat somebody else the way we treat ourselves. Why? Why is that? Because we're mean, I guess, right? We just have expectations of ourselves that are unreal. Kind of damaging. That self-sabotage pops up a lot. If we could just get into the habit or the practice of focusing on the good parts, dealing with the not-so-good parts, but making sure we acknowledge more of the positive than we do the negative. Because there is so many good things about everybody's life. So many. List them. If you have healthy children, you, you, know, you get to go to work every day and you're able to pay your bills. Count that as a positive. I totally roll my eyes at all the new age things that are like, oh, let's live our dream life. You can make it happen, and a lot of times they're missing that practical aspect of you have to have a job and you have to pay your bills. That's part of being human and incarnating on this planet in this time. It's just part of the deal. If you can find a job that you love, excellent. If you don't, make peace with the job that you have and use your not-at-work time to pursue the things that you love. Use your job as a way to pay for your pursuit of the things you love. Don't get caught up in the fairy tale. There's a few modalities that I don't like. And I can tell energetically the people that are part of it. And there's just something about their energy that I find repelling. And it's not good or bad. It's just not in alignment with me and what I'm here to do. And I'm careful. I don't slam them all the time. But I do (laughs) when it's appropriate. And I guess I'm not, I shouldn't say that I slam them because I'm kind of being negative about myself. What I'm saying is true from my perspective. And I like to offer cautionary tales because there's some things about this spiritual journey that I'm on that I've learned the hard way. And if I can prevent somebody else from learning it the hard way, great. And we all have things and challenges that we have to go through. And I guess there's that naive or that hopeful part of us that thinks, you know, if someone's in a spiritual New Age business, they just must be doing it because they're out to have good in the world and to be positive and to make changes. But the reality is, It's a billion-dollar industry, and some of them are in it for the money. Be cautious, pyramid, multi-level marketing-type things in the New Age business. If you research and see that there is, you know, a ton of practitioners 
one of my um, cautions is if I go research, because a class seems interesting or a workshop, I research it, and most of the practitioners are women, and the leaders are men. Mm. It makes me cautious, really cautious. Because it's been a proven fact that men automatically have more authority than women. They can have the same education, have the same skill set, but if there's a man and a woman, people are going to believe that the the man is more qualified than the woman. There's tons of research on that. And I don't like it. <laughs> you know, growing up in a patriarchal family, I'm like, no, no, no. I don't buy into it. I don't agree with it. Annoys me. Yeah. So do your research. Do your research. Because it's interesting, but I've had several conversations in the last two weeks about things like this. So it's something just to consider. Trust your instincts. Trust your intuition. Because we got this, right? We're here for some reason. And it doesn't have to be a big, grand reason. It can be just finding things that make you happy, making peace with the things that don't, you can be a way shower. <laughs> My throat gets all cloudy when I'm... There's more I'd like to say on this topic. <laughs> I'm trying not to, though. Those are for private conversations. Because I totally get fired up by anything that seems like a cult or pyramid scheme. It does fire me up. It's just not my thing. I think we need to be more aware, work on ourselves, figure out, you know, who we are, how we fit in this world. Okay. I do want to start on the guided imagery because I have an appointment and I want to make sure I have enough time. So the one we're doing today is pretty amazing. We are going to forgive ourselves. Self-forgiveness is huge. Again, we are so hard on ourselves. But we need to forgive ourselves for putting ourselves into situations that didn't work because it's for our learning. We need to forgive ourselves for making assumptions. We need to forgive ourselves for not having a perspective that's healthy. We can forgive ourselves for tons of stuff, right? Whew. for when we're negative, when we're scared, when we get stuck in that shoulda, coulda, woulda pattern. All right. So let's do this meditation for self-forgiveness. Find yourself a comfortable spot. And let's get ready. Getting my hypnosis voice on. Dun, dun, dun. Don't forget to laugh. Laugh when you screw up. Laugh when things don't go the way you think they should. Find the humor in it, because there always is something, right? (laughs) There always is. 
and laughing just makes things better. We got this, right? All right. Take a nice breath in. We're going to go ahead and close our eyes. Well, that me. And let's take three big, deep breaths. Three big, deep breaths as you begin to release and let go. Begin to focus on the sound of my voice and allow all the other sounds to drift into the background. They are unimportant to pay attention to. They can only take you into deeper relaxation. As you bring your attention to your feet, your legs, and from your toes to your knees, you become aware of your legs relaxing. Every breath, takes you deeper now as this relaxation moves up into the thighs, the hips, and the stomach muscles are relaxing as well. And the more relaxed you become, the deeper you go. The deeper you go, the more relaxed you become. This relaxation now continues moving upward in through the solar plexus, across the chest area, in through your shoulders and moving down through your arms, your hands, your fingers, and your neck muscles are relaxing. Nice. Each and every breath takes you deeper. With every breath you breathe in, You're breathing in the relaxation to the body, the positive to your mind. With every exhalation, you're releasing any discomfort from the body, any negatives from your mind. now, this relaxation keeps moving up and through the scalp and across the forehead and down over the eyelids, the facial muscles, the jaw muscles, and the physical body relaxes deeply, completely, with every breath. In a moment, when we count backwards from five to zero, You will enter the imagery state when we reach zero. And now at five, four, 
three, two, one, zero. Deeply, deeply relaxed. Let's begin the process of forgiving yourself. Imagine and visualize. There you are, out on the path in life. You're busy on your path, carrying all your bundles and bags of leftover negative feelings. Just imagine and visualize. There you are, out on your path in life, carrying all your bundles and bags of leftover negative feelings. It's a heavy load. Let's put it down right now. Imagine that you release your hands from carrying all that stuff. Pull your arms out of the straps, put down the bags, and walk away free and clear. Simply put it all down and walk away. Get walking away and free yourself from carrying it all the days, the weeks, the months, the years, all this while. All the long while you've been carrying them. Forgive yourself for carrying that negative emotion against yourself. Forgive yourself for carrying such a heavy load about the past situation. Imagine that you keep walking and walk faster. Walk faster with stronger purpose. Now stop. Turn and look. Those bags and bundles are smaller. Forgive yourself and really mean it. Lovingly forgive yourself. Turn around and face forward again, walking faster and lighter and freer. Walk some more. Walk and walk and walk. Keep walking. Stop. Turn around and see how tiny the bags are. Forgive yourself. Face forward again. Walking even faster and lighter and freer, having almost walked into a run so free now. Stop for a moment. Look. You can hardly see those bags and bundles. Blip. They're gone. Again, 
lovingly forgive yourself and get into the forgetting part now, lighter, freer than ever before. Letting go, lovingly forgiving yourself, and just getting into that forgetting energy. Lighter, freer, stronger. Go forward. You stand tall. You are strong and proud. Your spine is straight, your chest is lifted, your shoulders back. Walk forward, hold your head high. Look up, the way ahead, and see farther. You just know. Something wonderful is about to happen. Just up ahead. Around the next corner. You walk faster. See farther. Each step increases your positive energy. You walk even faster, feeling some joy, feeling that lightness of your whole being. You got this. And each step increases your positive energy even more. Your energy builds and builds. Builds and builds even more. You are more empowered in body and mind than ever before. Strong body, strong mind. Strong mind, strong body. Empowered. You move through space and time to meet and allow evermore that is positively, ever rightly yours. That energy just continues to build and build and you feel even more empowered in body and mind. Strong body, strong mind, strong mind, strong body. To meet and allow evermore, that is positively, ever rightly yours. And as we close this journey today, you remain relaxed and so comfortable so that you know that this positively focused imagining is given with positive intent for your positive benefit. 
and as your conscious and subconscious work together now in harmony, bring back the importance of this journey into your conscious, outer, awake life. First at zero to reinforce all these positives from this journey and at one with a deep cleansing breath in and release. And now, two, three, four, five. Eyes open wide awake and alert and say your first name out loud. Eyes open wide awake and alert and say your first name out loud. Nice. Forgiving ourselves is quite powerful, isn't it? We often talk about forgiving others. But really, at the end of the day, the reality is we need to forgive ourselves for carrying these burdens, for putting ourselves into situations that weren't, you know, in our best interest. Because at the time they were. We're here for learning and soul growth. And so we end up in these situations with no heads up a lot of the times so that we can look back and know better for next time. Often we get little red flags and we ignore them. We dismiss them. We talk ourselves out of them. Also be aware when you're letting somebody else Make your decision. You're letting somebody else's opinion, somebody else's way of being influence yours in a way that may or may not be healthy for you. Again, it's a learning thing so that we can do better after. I hope that all makes sense. We're going through some interesting lessons right now, like an accelerated program. Not awesome. But it's okay, right? It's okay. We can make it. It's just going to be okay. It might take some time. But it will be okay, right? Things tend to work out. And if they're not working out the way you want, take some time to work through it and figure out why or figure out what you wanted to have happen and why you wanted that to happen and what the lessons are and then forgive yourself. You can do the Ho'oponopono prayer on yourself and say to yourself, I love you, I am sorry, please forgive me and thank you not just for other people. We're going through some big lessons, some big challenges, but there's also big joy and big bonuses and big rewards. Pay attention to them. Be prepared to acknowledge them. I did a wedding show on the weekend, and I met some fabulous people, 
and I realized that it's been a while. (laughs) I mean, I get to meet fabulous people all the time in my businesses, but it's been a while since I was out somewhere and met fabulous people in person. As you know, I'm a bit of a hermit. And it was delightful. And it lifted my energy in a way that I hadn't felt in a while. And I'm profoundly grateful for the experience. And I'm going to acknowledge it and then attract more. We got this. We got this and we can figure this all out. So I'm going to go and check on everybody because the fog seems to have lifted a little bit. It does make me concerned because I can't see if any cows are calving. I'm going to have to wander through the fog, but it's spooky. (laughs) Seriously spooky. You know what happened to us yesterday, too, just to end everything on a lighter note? I was doing my horsey chores in the barn, and um, we had the big barn door open, and the little horse was being exercised in the round pen, and his other, the other horse was out enjoying the sunshine. And my dog goes racing out. And we have a lot of magpies, you know, the black and white. And I look over, and I'm like, oh, he's chasing a magpie. And then I dismiss it, and I keep carrying on. And then I look again because he's like, it's not flying away, and he's barking, and he's getting closer to it. It was a skunk. Yeah. So we all rapidly called the dog back, got him back in the barn, shut all the doors so he couldn't go out because he's already been sprayed once. The brats have even sprayed my horses. My big horse Friday was smelling like skunk for a while. I haven't looked up in my animal book what skunk means, but I'm like, oh, boy. And it was not near any buildings. He must be living in the pasture in a brush pile or something. Great. So, yeah, you should have seen me cautiously going out this morning in all this thick fog because I didn't want to run into the skunk. Oh, can you? Oh, it would so ruin my day. <laughs> but I can giggle about it. <laughs> so find the fun. Find the fun in your life. Stay away from the skunks if you can. You know. <laughs> all right, well, I will sign off now and be back next week. Hope the rest of your week is more fabulous than you could ever imagine. You have been listening to Psychic Cowgirl Radio with Shannon Lackman. Practical, insightful conversations to empower you on your personal journey. To connect with Shannon directly, visit PsychicCowgirl.com. That's P-S-Y-C-H-I-C-C-O-W-G-I-R-L dot com.